0: hello everybody it's melissa i'm back and it's been a while since i posted an episode i gotta say i missed you guys i missed coming on and chit chatting but holy moly did i get so so sick with the flu recently um i don't know if you can still hear it in my voice a little bit um It's taken me a while to crawl out of this flu hole that I've been in. This cough will not die. I feel like my voice is still a little bit weird and like raspy. Um, But it's a little bit my own fault because I put off getting my flu shot. I could have gotten it at work for free because I work at a hospital and everyone was like go get your flu shot go get your flu shot and I was always like oh I'll get it later I'll get it later I'll get it later and then it got to the point where I'm like okay flu season is like halfway over I probably just won't get it I never get it I never get the flu shot like I haven't gotten one in years I don't even remember when was the last time I got a flu shot not because I don't believe in flu shots or whatever but it's just like um I never get the flu (laughs) I just don't I don't ever get it. I haven't had it in years. And so I don't know. I got cocky and I was like, yeah, I don't need that. I don't need the flu shot. It's fine. And not like two days after I was thinking that I sure enough got struck down with the flu. So that was the universe telling me to not be so cocky about myself and my health (laughs) and not to start feeling so superior because I never get the flu because yeah, I got the flu and it was bad. It was real bad. So if you haven't gotten your flu shot, if you're like me and you're just like, nah, I don't need it, no, you should go get it. Because, man, Gray and I both got sick. Gray didn't get their flu shot either. And uh, we were both down for almost two weeks with the flu. Um, right now, for me, it would be the two-week mark. So I think I started feeling, like, fully better a few days ago. So, um, yeah, it's it's been yeah pretty hellacious I hate being sick uh, for many many reasons I've talked about that on here before why being sick is so terrible um but yeah so I'm really happy to be out of that (laughs) um and never do I feel more grateful for my health and my wellness and my body and all of the things that I do every day than like when I'm Recovering from an illness like that. I remember the same thing happened when I got COVID a couple years ago. And uh, I was also down with COVID for about two weeks. And I just remember feeling so good when I started to feel better because I was like, oh my gosh. I, I don't, I think a lot of us often take for granted how good we feel on a day to day basis uh, until we don't feel good. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh man. I'm so grateful for my health every day that I'm able to like get up and do things and not lay on the couch all day. Um, if that's your reality, I hope that's all of your guys' reality. I know some people do have some, uh, pretty debilitating things going on and chronic illnesses and stuff. And it also makes me feel such great sympathy and empathy for those people, um, who, have to live with chronic illness all of the time and like don't hardly ever have days where they feel 100% or maybe you know the days where they do feel 100% well um, are few and far between and that makes me think about that as well it makes me think about my patients at the hospital who I'm taking care of who are sometimes there for weeks at a time as well and how awful that must be for them so yeah you know I'm a real deep thinker, you guys know. So I'm over here just like thinking about all of the, all of the things, all of the repercussions of being sick and just feeling all the feels about it. And yeah, I'm just really happy to be feeling better. Um like I said, still got the cough hanging on a little bit, so I'm hoping I don't cough in your guys' ears at all. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'm feeling pretty good. Um just wanted to give a little update since it's been a little while since I've talked to you guys. I did post on the Instagram uh, pretty recently, right before I got sick, I posted on the Instagram um, one of those question boxes just saying like, hey, ask me anything. I want to do a QA and a episode. And I got a lot of good questions. Uh, for those of you that submitted questions, I haven't forgotten about you. I haven't decided not to do the Q&A episode. It's just I got sick. Um, right after I posted that. So um, I just haven't had an opportunity to record that episode yet, um, but I will. And additionally, a lot of you guys asked questions that were so good that I feel like I just have to make them into their own episode, where I'm like, oh, I was expecting... Like some of you asked pretty simple surface level questions, and that's sort of what I was expecting. Um, But some of you guys asked like kind of deeper questions, and I'm like, oh, I don't think I can just like answer that quickly in passing. I think I need to devote an episode to this. So um, thanks, guys, for giving me a lot of good episode ideas. Uh, So I'll be recording... The Q&A episode, and then some of the questions uh, will be getting their own episode coming up soon too, so that's a good thing that's on the horizon. Um, It's the beginning of December right now. Um, I'm getting ready to start school on January 3rd. I'm going into the LVN to RN Bridge program, Um, so I'll be in school and I'll be working, so I'm really having a lot of mixed feelings about that coming up. Um, I feel good about it. I feel okay. I feel up to the challenge, but I do... I am aware that it's going to be a challenge. Um, The only thing I'm a little bit worried about is burnout. Um, I do know that I have this tendency to kind of uh, get into the overachiever, perfectionist mindset when it comes to school uh my job does require a lot of me um both emotionally mentally and physically um and i'm not going to have a lot of days off um to sort of like decompress recover all of that so knowing now about my neurodivergence and the fact that i'm autistic and adhd and that i i am susceptible to burnout um that's a concern going in. Uh, I do have a lot of support, and so I'm just really hoping that it all works out. I've done hard things like this before, um, so I think it'll be okay. It's just like I do feel like as you get older, um, it, it things do become a little bit more difficult. Like I've noticed that my Ability to take on so many things and recover quickly like I, I used to be able to do when I was a little bit younger. Um, you know, it's it's just a little bit different these days. It's not like I'm elderly. I'm 44 years old, you know, I'm not that old, but it's like I'm not in my twenties anymore. <laughs> um, where I do feel like um it used to just be a little bit easier for me to sort of bounce back um, from certain things. So I don't know that remains to be seen I'm trying to keep a positive outlook uh because I do tend to I've been talking about this a lot in therapy lately about my um my tendency to sort of like uh explore the potential negatives of every situation um you know the catastrophizing thing that that some of us do where it's like oh you know let me think about all of the things that might go wrong here and, uh, you know, really talking about how that is kind of a, it's a protective mechanism. It's a, it's a defense mechanism. It's a way for me to, um, I think f- feel like I am preparing myself for things to go wrong. So that way, if things do go wrong, it's not as upsetting, um, so I think that is why my, why I do that because I'm just trying to like, <clears throat> like explore all the ways in which something might go wrong. Right. And that's what catastrophizing is. It's just like, you're, you're just thinking about all of like, <laughs> Oh, well, what if this happens? What if that happens? How's this going to be? How's that going to be? Um, it can be helpful, but it can also be very hurtful. And I think, um, me doing that over these past couple months while I'm gearing up for school, um, has been more harmful than helpful, honestly. Uh, cause I think I've been sort of spiraling and focusing too much on how it might not go well. Um, and so I've, like I said, like my therapist and I have been talking a bit about this and it's really occurred to me that like, Yes, it's good to be prepared for all possible outcomes. I think as an autistic person, we want to have a plan. We want to be prepared. We don't want any surprises, right? Um, but also, I need to work on focusing more on the ways that this might be good, the ways it might feel great, the, the things that I might get out of it that are really positive. Um, even though positive surprises and things going right unexpectedly is way easier to deal with as an autistic person than things going wrong unexpectedly, right? It's like if you get like a happy surprise and things go better than you thought, it's like fine. But if you get an unexpected like bad surprise and things go worse than you planned for, uh, then that doesn't feel so great and that's a really a lot harder to deal with and recover from, right? So anyway, I've got my defense mechanisms going, and I'm trying really hard to reverse out of that mindset and be like, you know what? I've already thought about all of the things that might be hard. I've already thought about all the things that might go wrong. Now I'm trying to focus more on the positives and really sort of shift my mindset into being ready to kill it in school to conquer this thing, to achieve this goal, to get through it, come out the other side. Once it's done, it's done. I have a feeling it's going to go by really fast. Um, My last two semesters of prerequisites that I did uh, went by really fast, and the length of this program is about equivalent to two semesters, so um, it's going to be okay. The only problem is I don't know how much time I'm going to have for podcasting. I'm really going to try and fit in as much as I can. I don't want to lose contact with you guys. I don't want to lose this outlet that I've had for the past couple of years to sort of be able to get on and unpack my feelings. And uh, it seems like you guys like it too. <laughs> From all the emails I get and lovely messages on Instagram and stuff or uh, people telling me that the podcast is really helping them and that they really relate and that it's just been really good for them to be able to listen to me talk about my experiences. It makes me feel so good that I can you know, through my processing out loud and rambling on, you know, it actually has a positive impact in people's lives. So, it's awesome to know that and and I'm really gonna try hard to keep up with as much podcasting as possible. Um, so if, if I don't post for a few weeks I haven't forgotten about you guys, it just means I'm probably knee deep in life and homework and just trying to get things sorted. Um, I, I know that the first couple of months will probably be really difficult because I'm establishing a whole new routine. Um, Routines are very important to me, getting into like a groove, um, just settling in to how things are is always a really tough transition for me. Uh, So I know the first couple of months while I'm getting that all sorted out is going to be an extra stressful time. It's going to be a lot of kind of just finding my footing with this new schedule I'm gonna have. That's gonna be a really hectic schedule, you know? And I'm not really used to that. Uh, So yeah, it's it's gonna be probably a little bit rough for a month or two, but I know that once I establish a routine and really get into the groove of that new routine, it's gonna be fine. Because once that's established, and once I feel good in that, then I'm good. I'm usually good, right? It's just the change is hard. Changes are always hard for us and our rigid autistic brains that want all the predictability, and we want things to be the same, the same, the same. Uh, But also, I have ADHD. So my little dopamine-hungry side of my brain uh, really does enjoy these types of challenges uh, sometimes. It's a mixed bag for me. Uh, you know, that's there are good things about having both ADHD and autism together, and there are bad things about it, and uh, sometimes I feel like the contrasting sides of my brain... Uh, sometimes it works out for my benefit and sometimes it does not work out for my benefit (laughs) just depending on the day and the situation so uh so yeah the ADHD side of my brain is like cool a new experience a new challenge like something we're gonna have to like really adapt to it sounds exciting and then the other side of my brain is like no I don't like what's coming it's a mystery. How's it gonna be? Am I gonna like it? What's gonna change? Is it gonna feel okay? Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, that's the biggest thing that's happening right now for me. You know, got the flu, gonna be starting school. Um, I can't think of any other real updates. My job is going good at the hospital. I'm actually. Now that I'm settled in there, here's another way that my uh, autism, you know, has really shown itself lately. Because at the beginning of this new job, I was really, I don't know, I didn't know if I liked it or not. I didn't know if I would make it. Uh, it was all so, so much new stuff, so much change, so much, it was just a lot. It was so much. Now that I'm settled in, it's been months, it's been like six months now that I've been working there and I'm settled in. I have my routine at work. And I know all of my coworkers, and so like, and I like all of my coworkers. So, um, work feels really nice to me now. Now that I'm settled there, and I'm established, and I've, I've sort of just like, got into my groove at work as well. You know, it's it's okay. It's been fine. It's still a lot. It's still a very busy job. Um, I need to. To probably do a full episode on kind of what I've experienced this last six months as a bedside nurse and the ways in which my autistic brain sometimes has a hard time processing certain parts of this job, um, and also how my hyper empathy uh, comes into play uh, as a nurse. <laughs> It's been very interesting. It's been a really interesting experience. So um, yeah, anyway, uh, and less important news, um, Christmas is coming up. I feel okay about it this year. There's not a lot of pressure around Christmas this year, I think just because, I don't know, Christmas feels different this year for some reason. I, I feel not as stressed out about it as usual, so I'm not even really sure why. It's just, I think um, I'm sort of just giving up, not in a bad way. <laughs> giving up doesn't always have to be bad, right? Uh, giving up can be a really good thing. I think I'm just giving up on Christmas. I think it's like, for so long, I was trying to make Christmas a thing that, it's, that I didn't need it or want it to be. I, I love Christmas. Uh, in certain regards like we just put up our Christmas tree and like a little bit of decorations in our house and I love how like cozy it feels I love the lights I've talked I talked about this in my holiday episode that I think I published last year um, how like the vibe of Christmas like uh, from like a-, a sensory standpoint to me is great it's like I love the lights I love the, the colors and the shininess of it all it's great um, it's just like everything else surrounding this holidays. Like bleh. um, but I think the more I allow myself to just let it happen and not get too attached to the way things are supposed to be or feel for Christmas or any other holiday, um, it's been really freeing, actually. And it's been a really so far this year different experience for me just being like, eh it's just Christmas. It's not a big deal. Um, that doesn't mean that I'm not annoyed by all of the extra zhuzh going on out in the world, like how the stores are so much more crowded this time of year, there's so much more traffic this time of year, just like all of the accessory annoyances that go along with the Christmas season or any holiday, big holiday, really. Um, but yeah. Ugh. So anyway, that's really, that's it. I've been running more. I like how I say that's it. And then I start talking about more things. Um, I've been running more lately. I've been getting back into running again. I am signing up for a 10 K at the end of January, which will be at the end of my first month of school. So I might be kind of crazy for signing up for a race, um, at the end of January when I really haven't been running that much. I'm not in like that great of running shape, but I feel like having a goal like that for me, um, is a good thing. Sometimes it's distracting. It's something that feels really like positive and exciting. Um, and it's something that I'm doing outside of work and school that I really enjoy for myself that I'm like committed to. So I'm thinking it's going to be a really positive thing for me to have that. And, uh, if that one goes well, I'll probably just maybe keep entering some races throughout the year while I'm in school, just so I can have a, something motivating me to keep up with my running, um, and working out in general, Uh, because I do, that aspect of my life is very important to me. Um, I am a busy body. I do like movement. I love exercise. Um, And I really need to prioritize that as I'm having such a busy schedule. I'm really afraid um, of not having time to, I mean, you can always make time, right? But like not prioritizing that, I guess, uh, as much and letting it fall by the wayside and then getting really that's where I feel like burnout is a danger to me is if, um, if I'm not prioritizing certain things or finding the time to like fit in things that I really enjoy and that really renew me. I know for a lot of people, um, renewal looks a lot like rest. Um, for me, renewal can sometimes look like activity. You know, it's very specific types of activity. Um, things like running or yoga, um are not sitting still by any means, but like for me, they feel very restorative and very centering, and it feels a lot like self-care and it feels like rest, which is kind of like it seems counterintuitive, right? For running to feel like rest, but it does for me. It feels very restful. It feels very meditative. Um there are if you're a runner and you're listening to this, if you're a person who loves to run, you know what I'm talking about. Cause you probably feel the same way, which is very weird because, uh, I only started running a few years ago, like for real running. Like I, I was never a runner before it was really during quarantine that I started running any sort of longer distances. So, uh, it's weird. Cause I never, ever, ever thought of myself as a runner or someone who would ever, like running let alone like running enough to prioritize it as an activity that feels very positive to me so anyway it's funny how things like that can kind of happen in life where you're like oh damn I didn't expect to get into running but here we are so anyway okay for real I've been yammering on for so many minutes now um just wanted to give you guys a little life update and get back into the the spirit of recording here and kind of get back into the groove with that as uh December goes on I want to post some episodes for you guys I have a few exciting interviews coming up that I'm going to be posting uh I'm gonna try and do more interview style podcasts too uh, if I can throughout this next year hopefully I can find some time to do that um because I really do love talking to other neurodivergent people. I don't know if interviewing people is, like, my strong suit. Sometimes I feel pretty awkward, actually, but, and the other person is usually autistic as well, so (laughs) two autistic people trying to, like, talk to each other can sometimes feel daunting or whatever, uh, but it always comes out okay, I think. I feel like my interview episodes have always been all right. Uh, I hope you guys always like them. But I really do enjoy talking to other neurodivergent folks and sort of like picking their brains and hearing their experiences and sort of comparing uh, stories and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, it's great. So anyway, all that to say, some uh, interview episodes are coming up soon. So uh, yeah, okay. I'll wrap it up now thank you guys for listening if you want more content you can always hop over join the patreon it's five dollars a month and you get uh, an extra bonus episode every month from gray and i we hop on and we talk about something um if you are a member of the patreon let me know what you want gray and i to talk about uh we are always open to suggestions and I'm always open to episode suggestions uh for the regular pod too. If there's anything that I haven't covered yet on the pod that you would really like to hear about, I know in some of the Q&A questions y'all ask some good questions about topics that I haven't thought of yet, but I'm really I'm always open to hearing about episode ideas. So if you have an episode idea, submit to me either uh email it over or uh message me on Instagram. Okay. That's all for today. I'm going to let you guys go now. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.